This is the Beyond the Profi podcast, the podcast that empowers you and inspires you to seek career excellence while pursuing your passion. And I'm your host, Jasmine Haley. podcast. Our guest today is Whitney Howerton, and I'm so excited to have her on here. I want to tell you first about the first time that I had the opportunity to meet her. She is a clinical education manager of American Eagle, and I met her at the Young Booth at the RDH Under One Roof Conference here in Maryland. And I was actually wearing a black outfit, and she came up. She was like, oh, this is cute. She was like, are these britches? And I said, britches? <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell on me, Jasmine. Don't tell on me. <laughs> and man, I laughed. I mean, I don't know if I, I can't remember if I was laughing <laughs> at that point or after because it cracked me up knowing that my mom is from the South. I grew up in New York City and I just, I love her Southern twang, her personality. <laughs> I haven't had enough time to spend with her, which is why I'm so excited to have her on the show. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Jasmine. And I will add to that, she was wearing a beautiful, stunning black pants suit. But when she walked up, I couldn't decide if it was breeches or if it was a dress. <laughs> the South does come out quite a bit. I'll try to I'll try to harness it for our conversation today. <laughs> oh, please don't. Please don't. I love it. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Thank you for having me so much, Jasmine. Yeah, it's great. I you know, I'm really excited about this conversation primarily because some of the career changes that you've made in your career, but most importantly, I want to talk about why I have chosen to use American Eagle instruments when I go out and I'm temping clinically. So awesome. You know, you're the clinical education manager, and we were just talking before we started recording about how you kind of transition into what you're doing now. So just let the listeners know um, what your experience has been like in your hygiene career and currently what you're doing now. Okay. Um, it's been kind of a whirlwind, honestly. I've been a dental hygienist for um, a little over eight years now, and I started out in clinical practice full time at a general, you know, a general office, and I loved it. Um, I loved everything about dental hygiene. I love being able um, to be in that preventive space and working so closely with the dentist and the assistant. And we had a really small office. Um, it was just really the three of us, and periodically. Um, the office manager would come in and do stuff. And, and I just knew from being involved from a leadership standpoint on a local level and kind of transitioning in, into um, leadership and volunteering on a state level that there was more out there for me than just being in an operatory. And I could, I could do more good if I could create little mini me's as opposed to just being one existing me. Mm -hmm. So um, I was given the opportunity to start as adjunct faculty at one of the local dental hygiene programs. So I started there um, in clinic on Fridays and I fell in love with teaching dental hygiene. And I just thought, yep, 
this is what, this is what I'm supposed to do. And my mom is a teacher and I never, I never wanted to be an educator. I was like, Oh gosh, I just, I don't know if I've got the patience for it. You know, different people, different personalities. Like I love everybody, but being an educator, I'm not sure. So, um, I did that for about three or four months, still working clinically and then working as adjunct on Fridays. And then I was offered a full-time position as an educator. And I um, held that role for about five years um, at the college here. And I mean, I taught everything. I taught advanced instrumentation and head and neck anatomy and local anesthesia and histoembryo. That's always like the dreaded class that like the, new, the newbie always gets histoembryo. But I loved it. Like I'm such a science nerd. Yeah. My sister and I joke like we say that we're closet nerds. People wouldn't know by our personalities that we're really as nerdy as we are sometimes. Mm-hmm. But um, doing that teaching role just kind of led me into um, a relationship with Young as a clinical educator. And then um, after Young acquired American Eagle last year, um, around May of 2017, um, of course, changes start to happen and just, you know, opportunities arise. And um, I took on this position as the clinical education manager in January. So now I have a team of four dental hygienists that are kind of placed across the nation that do um, hands-on courses Mm -hmm. um, that focus on American Eagle instruments and just kind of what's available to us as a clinician outside of what we were taught in school most of the time. And then also doing um, different meetings and student presentations and even some CEs for um, faculty calibration. So I get to travel and if I'm not traveling, I work from home. So it's that dream that you never think you're going to have as a dental hygienist. Like you, you think you're going to be chair side the whole time, or even as an educator, you think you're always going to be in the classroom, but you know, life happens and transitions are made. And as long as you're moving and shaking, there's always an opportunity. Absolutely. I I love that. And, you know, a lot of being an educator in dental hygiene is a lot of hard work. Um, There's a a huge learning curve that when you come in to that, but what is very fulfilling about being in in education is watching the growth of the student from being uncertain to when they are ready to graduate and seeing their passion, seeing their excitement is definitely what keeps many educators coming back. Yes, absolutely. And that light bulb moment does happen. <laughs> yes, and, and they love soaking up. Like when you show them a technique that someone else wouldn't really care two cents about, but for them, because they're, they're new beginning and they're just so excited about the career, they're like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. And I, I just feed off of that energy. Mm-hmm. That's the positive side of being in um, academia. Oh, absolutely. admin work that um, can be taxing sometimes, but it's, it's the interaction that you get with the student. And it's totally worth it. And then when you've got people that are in education for the right reasons and they're involved and they're volunteering and they're staying up to date, you know, they really are being a lifelong learner, then that's the best role model for these future clinicians. And that is where all the benefit comes from. And students love having, you know, educators like that. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and it's, that's our future of our profession. It's mm-hmm. like everything starts there. So for all of the faculty that are listening, and for you, Whitney, and so many others who devote countless or who have devoted countless number of hours that many of them are not paid for, thank you for all of your hard work with yes. trying to shape the future of our profession because we need each of you. Yes.
need you desperately. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Especially you know, when we, when we have spirits like ourselves and are like, okay, ready for the next thing. <laughs> right, right. What's next? What's happening? Right, right. So that, that's pretty awesome. Um, so what, the, what is a typical day like for a clinical education manager? I know that you mentioned that they're going to, you have um, education. Um, oh, I forgot the term that you use for the women that you, that are, that you're managing. Oh, they're, um, they're just clinical educators. Okay. Mm -hmm. Clinical educators. Like what is a typical day like for you? So, um, it depends on like, like today I'm, I'm based at home. So I wake up like any other day and I'm on the computer around like eight or eight thirty central time, which is nice. Um, because you know, we're placed all across the nation. So if I'm on the computer at eight o'clock, then that's six o'clock with somebody in California or, you know, nine o'clock for somebody on the East coast. So, um, it's, I do a lot of emails as far as communicating back and forth with scheduling events, um, you know, communicating with program directors. If we're going to do a student presentation with their um, junior class or senior class. Um, and then also anytime we do have courses scheduled, then as far as all the logistics goes with how many people are attending this class, um, are we going to need X amount of cassettes of instruments? Are we going to do free instruments for the attendees? Or is there going to be a raffle? What did the association want? Um, I do a lot of work with our um, different dental dealer partners. So um, all the men and women that, that we need when we order supplies, I do a lot of work with them. Um, they host a lot of different events. So it's a lot of communic It's a lot of just communicating back and forth and being super organized and uh, being good at logistics and then um, having great opportunities like this. So that's what like a typical home day um, is like. Yeah, that is so cool. That is so awesome. And you know, my um, faculty team that I belong to um, at Howard Community College, we had a faculty calibration done by one of um, the clinical educators and yes. absolutely loved it. Good. I'm so glad. Yeah. That's a it's an awesome program and we've would be um, between myself and the other four educators, we've been able to meet with several of the dental hygiene programs across the nation. And it just, it's a good conversation to have to kind of open up what faculty need sometimes to have an outside source there to talk about calibration challenges, mm -hmm. because sometimes if it's a small group, you feel like you're, I guess, you know, in competition with each other or you don't want to speak ill, you know, of somebody's technique. So, it's really good to have that outside source, but I'm glad that you guys enjoyed the, the calibration course you had. Yeah, I agree. You know, it is kind of difficult when um, it's hard because you want to respect everyone and what they, what they contribute to the program. But at the same time, it's kind of, it's, 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 it's tough. It's tough. Like it's I don't know. Like, some people aren't as emotionally aware, intelligent, so you don't know if they're going to take what you're explaining as mm -hmm. not something um, that is something wrong with them. It's just that right. hey, we're going to use this explorer to explore for calculus and not anything else because we need to all be using the same instrument. Right. Um, that's a tough conversation to have. And that's why I loved having um, the clinical educator come to our program. We all work very well together. Um, we all value each other. We all respect each other. So that's the easy part. Right. Now let's, Hey, let's talk about how to calibrate. Let's talk about how we're positioning our hands when we're working with certain instruments. And also let's try out these amazing instruments. 
Mm-hmm. Because I am partial to um, these sharpened free instruments, which we'll talk a little bit uh, later on why I love them as much well, as I do. <laughs> well, and I would tell you, they're so, um, I'm so glad to hear that because as an educator, you know that other things are out there and students have a a right to know what's out there also outside of what's in their kit. So mm-hmm. I was super fortunate that when I was in hygiene school, I had a little bit of, I had four, yeah, four different manufacturer instruments in our kits. So wow. it was just awesome. Like we didn't just have one brand. So I think, you know, every program is different, like I said, but if, if programs would, kind of open up the idea of let's put some of these from one manufacturer versus another. Maybe we do some sharpen free, but maybe we introduce it their senior year or during an advanced instrumentation course, then the students get that opportunity to learn and then faculty, you know, get an opportunity to share their knowledge outside of what's typically taught like in a preclinic style setting. Get out of here. So that was that the different style of instruments. Was that given initially or was that like in your second year, senior year? So that was given initially. Um, we are, are two. We got two kits and I think we had like eight instruments or so per kit. And our kits featured American Eagle, Premier, Hugh Freedy, and I want to say Nordent maybe. Mm-hmm. So we had, we had several different brands and we had one XP. So we were like, Ooh, we've got this cool gold instrument, you know? And then we had some resin handles. We had stainless steel handles and then we had handles that were um, like the, um, the resin and the silicone together. So it was really, really cool getting to have all those different instruments when you're practicing because you got, you kind of got to develop your own opinion about how, what you liked in your hand and your tactile sensitivity and how that changed, or did you like a wider grip or a smaller grip? So it was super cool. I really, I came to realize that most programs weren't set up like that. So I was very um, appreciative of the faculty and and their decision to do that. Yeah. I love that. So, you know, I definitely want to go into why I'm a stickler now and why I take. um, So I've actually invested in my own, American Eagle XP technology um, instruments. Uh, I was gifted one to try and um, thankful that I was given that opportunity to try it out. Mm-hmm. And I knew right away I wanted to buy several sets um, because I was at that time temping for a, pre- a, a maternity leave in a peri office. And okay. the instruments that were being used there were butter knife. Oh um, gosh. I love the, I love the office, but it was like, no matter how many times I would try to sharpen, I could not get them sharp enough. And in a Peria office, if anyone has ever worked in a Peria office, you're not dealing with regular 1110s. Mm -mm, You are not. We're talking about like some stuff in those mouths, like, (laughs) oh my word. (laughs) That is so Every patient. It's not one. It's like every patient. So I was feeling like, depleted. My hands were so tired. So I ordered my instruments based on, I tried one out and I was like, Oh, I love this. This is great. It's a different way to instrument Mm -hmm. um, than what I was used to. But when I bought those packs, I have never worked so efficiently prior to that because it just made my scaling. um, It made me lighten my grasp. I was able to work um, much more efficiently because it was so sharp. Mm-hmm. Uh, and comfortable for the patient. And I have my two favorite ones, which I'll share, but 
it was just it was just phenomenal. So I want to talk about the difference of the American Eagle Shopping Free because a lot of people are confused with that. I've used prior to that to that experience with XP, I had used the stainless steel American Eagle instruments with the plastic resin um, mm -hmm. handle. But at that point, I wasn't really interested. I wasn't in a frame of mind of really investing in myself. I just used whatever was available. Right. But well, now it's different for me. <laughs> I'm so glad that you invested in yourself because to share a short story, I met a clinician um, when I was at a course in New Mexico and she has been a dental hygienist for 58 years. And she, she asked me, she said, can I share my testimony? And I said, of course. So I didn't know what she was going to say. And she just stood up and she said, you know, this is who I am. I've been a dental hygienist for 58 years. I still practice clinically. And like 30 years ago, um, she said she started buying her own instruments and she just realized the importance of investing in herself that she was going to stay in this career, which was, you know, unheard of back then. You know, a lot of people barely stayed in hygiene five years or so. And she just said, it's so important to see your value and invest in yourself. And she goes, I've watched all these cool instruments be developed and, and loops and saddle chairs. And she said, and then I started buying these sharp and free instruments. And she said, and I really think that that's allowed me to continue to be a clinician this long because of her commitment to herself and then looking at the technology that's out there and then just being willing to invest in something that's going to save her time and ergonomically going to benefit her so much too. Oh, absolutely. It's like, you know, cause at that particular office, they already had a saddle chair. I'm like, the last thing you need to do is let's upgrade these instruments. They, right. they a piezo. Um, they had so many other great things that were there. And I'm telling you immediately, my hands were relieved. I didn't feel like at the end of the day, I felt like, Oh my gosh. Awesome. I'm out of it. So I, I absolutely love it. They are my babies. I stalk them when I go temp. Um, <laughs> they're coming back with me. Um, <laughs> I, I arrive there. I have my little tackle box. Yes, I bring my own blood pressure cuff. I have my own safety goggles because I don't know whether or not the office will have it. I have my instruments. I have five packs and I use the office's mirror and probe. I do have extra probes if I need them. Um, so I have, I love M23 and I love the blackjack and I love the bogey 513. Oh, those so, are all awesome. Yeah. So my packs are just essentially the M23, which is like your universal curette and the blackjack, which is your universal, um, posterior scalar, which I use on anteriors anyway. And then the bogey 513 is a very unique instrument because it allows you to get in some very small spaces um, it has an anterior sickle scalar on one end and a hole on the other. I've never used a, used a hole before. Um, so that's pretty awesome. Yes. I wanted to, can I tell you a little bit about that hoe, Jasmine, and probably yes. why you love it so much? <laughs> so when Emily Bogey, who's also a dental hygienist, like all of us uh, listening to this, um, she designed it kind of with that intent of, you know, hygienists need something to really help them out when it comes to like ortho patients and lingual wires and lingual bars and those large like anterior lingual bridges of calculus that we have to fight all the time. So the one end is a modified hoe. So it has a little extra like turn at the lip of it. 
So it perfectly adapts under those um, brackets and bars. And then the other end, like you mentioned, is a really small sickle. It's a Nebraska 128 and it's really thin. And something that um, a lot of people don't know about XP in general, um, XP is 10% thinner than stainless steel. So you're already getting um, a thinner instrument. It's almost like we've pre-sharpened it for you once or twice. So hygienists always love those um, sickles and curettes once they've kind of whittled them down to nothing sometimes. But then at that point, they're not really um, always safe for clinical use because the integrity of the instrument's been compromised from being sharpened over and over and over and, you know, being kept for years and years and years, much longer than they were ever intended to be um, kept. So it's an awesome instrument. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, and the person that created it is even more awesome. <laughs> yes, she is wonderful. Emily, Emily is a character and she's so intelligent she's and oh. yes, yeah, she is. It's amazing the stuff that she knows. And, um, it's just cool. I think number one to have an instrument that, that, she, you know, you designed as a clinician. So, and that's something too, um, American Eagle, a lot of clinicians don't realize that manufacturers um, like American Eagle are open to clinicians ideas. So if you've been pondering this instrument or are wishing and hoping that a specific type of design or instrument existed, you can always reach out to American Eagle and kind of let them know, you know, this is what I've been thinking. Do you have something like this or can we make it? And, you know, the doors never close to opportunities like that. So how would they do that? Like who in particular would they have to contact? Um, well, they could, they could definitely contact me initially. Um, I think that'd probably be the easiest just from a clinician to clinician conversation. That way I could answer questions about, you know, tell me what you're thinking about. Do we have something similar to that? And then, um, if the idea was really out of the box and, and didn't currently exist, then we'd kind of pass them on to, um, like our general manager at American Eagle and just kind of go from there with, is this an instrument that, that needs to be created? And, and what's going to be the main purpose and use of it? And how is it going to differ from other instruments on the market? Awesome. All right. Yes. So tell, tell the listeners, especially if they've never used XP technology before, what makes it different from stainless steel? Because it's a different way that you instrument. It's even a different way of how you handle it when you're processing them for sterilization. Yes. Tell them the difference. Okay. So XP is, um, it stands for extreme performance and what it is, it's a harder type of metal than stainless steel, which is what we're predominantly used to. So when American Eagle manufactures the cool gold instruments or the XP instruments, it's actually, um, the base metal is that 440A stainless steel, which is what uh, most stainless steel instruments are made of. But then it's a titanium nitride, like embedded or kind of impregnated into those subsurface metals. So it's not a coating. It's not just dipped in something and, and given to you to use. So it's actual like marriage of the metals. And having that titanium nitride embedded in those subsurface metals is making it a harder type of metal. So therefore, you as a clinician are going to get benefits from that. So instead of traditionally, like we're used to grasping our instrument, you know, placing our fulcrum and kind of activating our grasp once we locate a deposit, getting under it and kind of biting. And when we do that, we tend to kind of pinch the instrument, which causes like pressure in the hand or wrist. So over time, ergonomically, that could lead to musculoskeletal um, defects or, you know, injury and issues. So when you have something like XP, 
and letting that metal work for you, you're actually going to hold your instrument just like you would your 1112 Explorer. So a really, really light grasp, still stabilize your fulcrum, but instead of getting under the deposit to bite it away, you're going to kind of plane through it with overlapping strokes, much like you would your ultrasonic scaler. So once you locate the deposit, you're going to start on the outside of it and work your way into the base. So it really reduces your risk of burnishing. And then because you're holding it so lightly, you're reducing that pinch force grasp. So ergonomically, you have benefit there. And then the handles um, are, well, you have options. We've got a stainless steel handle or the resin handle. So with the resin handle, it's about half the weight um, of a standard stainless steel handle. So it's about 11 grams. So when you're holding something that light, there's ergonomic benefit in it from that standpoint, but there's also um, an increased tactile sensitivity. And then like I mentioned before, if you're using XP, it's already 10% thinner than stainless steel. So you have a nice thin cutting edge um, for that deposit removal. Oh, and, I, and I, it's very, very adaptable, which is what I loved about it. Um, and also, you know, for me, because I've worked in clinic one, two, and three, four, and I've been in all of them as an educator, I'm very particular on the stroke and using um, your fulcrum properly and mm -hmm. your wrist. And mm -hmm. a lot of times when you're not instrumenting the way you would with XP technology instrument, you tend to grasp it. And I'm guilty of this grasping it, like you said, pinching it mm -hmm. and kind of using your fingers, which gets that fatigue starting, especially when your instruments aren't sharp. Right. So I, I love that these are extremely sharp and can be, and not that it be a detriment to the patient, but it's actually more comfortable because you have a lighter grasp and you're effectively taking off the calculus. Now, granted, I, when I first heard that it's shaving as opposed to getting underneath it and then kind of plucking it like what we learned in school, I was a little skeptical. I was like, I don't have time for that. Right. <laughs> right. Because it's not, it's not what we learned, you know, all the, all the textbooks, all the textbooks still fall in line with, you know, popping that calculus off. So we kind of like to say, stop the pop um, because we really have like created this sharp and free instrument and that's really saving you time chair side. So clinicians aren't having to come in early. They're not having to stay late. They're not like praying for a cancellation just so they can sharpen their instruments. So when you have something that you're going to maintain that cutting edge and you're getting like a tip or toe retention because it's not being reshaped every time it's sharpened, then you can be confident in your stroke and making that um, planing stroke. Some clinicians like to say shaving. So just kind of personal preference, but it is important, you know, even as an educator and then as a clinician, just, just knowing that you're confident in your calculus removal and it really saves time because you are more confident when you've worked your way through the deposit, as opposed to just hoping that you don't burnish it by popping it off. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's 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 remarkable when you first get your hands on on a set and you're able to use them and i can attest to that from myself personally so what is the biggest misconception that you find that people have when it comes to the xp technology i think the biggest misconception is clinicians like and like you even mentioned like clinicians don't believe that it's really sharp and free so when you have a chance to share with them how it's made, how it is a harder metal, 
um, they get a chance to feel it in their hand, that light resin handle. And after they're explained like the science behind it, it's not a coating. It's got a thinner cutting edge. And they understand that let a harder metal work for you. Don't work against it. Mm-hmm. So I think that that misconception is, is easily dispelled when someone gets a chance to see it in action and hold it in their hand. Um, so we're going to have some opportunities for clinicians to, to earn free instruments, which I'm really excited about. Oh, I love it. So, you know, um, there is a thought from some people I've heard, which I think is important for, for listeners to understand is that these instruments will stay sharper longer if you use them appropriately. Correct. And so that's why it's essential for you to go through a training to, or do it virtually or in person to learn how to use them because you can affect the longevity of your instruments if you're not properly um, using the correct um, sterilization methods or even as you're using it as you're um, providing care to your patients. It was interesting. I I, um, initially interviewed Emily at the very beginning, I believe, a mom genist. And she said she did not believe that you couldn't sharpen these instruments. So she used a stone and the instrument cut into the stone. So crack me up like what? These are that it's really that effective. It's that effective. And you know what's funny is that number one, that doesn't surprise me about Emily. And when she listens to this broadcast, she's going to be like, y'all talked about me so much. So <laughs> she might give us a hard time, Jasmine. But the thing about it is, you, Emily. Okay. yeah, we love you, girl. We love you. Um, so the thing about it is clinicians, and that is kind of like a, a myth, I guess, that needs to be dispelled is clinicians really don't believe how much harder it is, but don't do this to your instruments. But there is a video on YouTube that shows an XP instrument like, um, scaling into a stainless steel. I saw so, that. Yeah. So that he actually, yeah, it was a, uh-huh, it was a Kara RDH um, video. So like you actually see the XP like shaving into it. And I'm not talking like added pressure. We're not talking like forcefully trying to do it. Just that light planing stroke. Um, and you just see the filaments of the stainless steel start to build almost like you'd sharpened it. Like you get the little metal shavings. Mm-hmm. So you really are dealing with a much, um, a premium quality instrument and that does require a little bit of processing um, changes which you mentioned so for proper care and maintenance of XP it's recommended to not just toss them you know in the ultrasonic to let them jiggle around for a while um, or throw them in pouches especially when you're um, maybe not to the point where your entire kit is XP you just have a couple XP maybe you got one free that you're trying Mm -hmm. Uh, the biggest thing is you don't want dissimilar metals to mix. So if you have a different quality metal, it could leave um, metal deposits on your XP that could then tarnish or your XP could nick into um, the other types of metals. So ideally a cassette is used. And when you place all of your instruments in a cassette, not only do they get like maximum circulation um, through the ultrasonic scaler or ultrasonic bath, but they also get maximum um, sterilization in the autoclave too, as far as airflow and steam and pressure and things like that. So you don't want to mix them um, in a pouch or just toss them on the ultrasonic with a bunch of other instruments um, if you're not using cassettes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I want, you know, I'm very excited about the things that American Eagle is doing and I want everyone 
um, to understand how much American Eagle really supports and Young Dental really supports dental hygienists. It's why I love them. Um, they continuously use, utilize our expertise. They employ us, as you can see. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Yes, yes. And they really, really look at how can we best support them so they can have a fulfilling career. And the patients can also benefit with quality um, products. You know, um, I know that there's a special treat that we're offering the listeners today. So do you want to share with them what they can experience? I do. I do. I'm so excited and I'm so glad that you brought this up. So for today's listeners, we are actually going to um, give you the opportunity to earn one free sharp and free instrument. Um, you will get to pick the one you want. We'll have a variety for you to choose from. You'll get to pick the instrument that you want. Um, the biggest thing is um, we're also in conjunction with your free instrument. We're also going to offer a free live webinar that is um, good for one hour of CE credit. And at the end of that webinar, you'll be able to fill out a form and request your free instrument. So um, to get information on the dates for the live webinar and more information about XP and how it's sharp and free and how kind of it benefits you ergonomically as a clinician and the benefits to the patients, um, you would visit info.youngdental.com forward slash beyond the profi. And that um, page is going to have dates for the live webinars. It's going to have information about um, American Eagle and XP Sharp and Free. And then once you attend those live webinars, you'll actually earn a free instrument. Yay! Yes, I'm so excited. I'm excited for them too. I mean, I was excited when I, I received my first one and I was able to try it. And I actually love them. And so let us know, listeners, if you have tried an American Eagle XP technology instrument, what were your thoughts? Um, you know, what did you like about it? Even if you had some challenges, because there are clinical educators that are available to answer any of the questions that you have. They want you to be successful and they want you to be able to practice safely as well. Yes, absolutely. We do um, hands-on courses all across the nation. So there might actually be one um, coming to your area soon. And um, if you have your office is interested or maybe you're one dental hygienist out of a group, then I would be more than happy to do um, kind of a live webinar just for your office too. Um, so the rest of the team can get a chance to learn about um, what American Eagle has to offer and this really cool sharp and free technology. Awesome. Well, you know, Whitney, I can't thank you enough for being on the show, sharing your journey, which I, I love, and just hearing your growth. It inspires me. And this is why I love what I do, because I get a chance to meet some awesome um, professionals and get a chance to share their story. So please um, share where everyone can contact you. So um, please, please, please reach out to me. Um, I would be more than happy to um, accept your emails and even text messages or phone calls. My email is W-H-O-W-E-R-T-O-N at Y-D-N-T dot com. So basically W Howerton, that's my last name at ydnt.com. Um, or you're welcome to call me or text me. Um, my cell is 224-760-0385. And I would, I would love to answer any of your questions or anything here about your experiences with XP. 
um, or any challenges that you have or, or anything that you need from me, I'd be more than happy to help you guys. Awesome. All right. My last question for you. Okay. I'm ready. I think. <laughs> <laughs> what was the best career advice you've ever been given? Oh, this is a good one. Um, well, and I'll tell you, and this makes me laugh. So the best career advice I've ever been given, um, I had a state trooper and I didn't get pulled over for speeding. You guys, it was during my like exam to gain my license. And then I had an eighth grade teacher and they both told me, do something with your voice. You need to be heard. You need to be on the radio or the news or in some type of field where you can talk to people. And I just thought, okay, what are these, you know, what are these ladies talking about? But, you know, when you have, I guess, a voice and a personality and just the, the drive to do something different, you never know what your words are going to mean to people. And I've been very fortunate to meet people across the nation that have reached out to me. or I've become a mentor to them. And it's all because of one class or one conversation. And I think people hear the honesty in your words and they see your personality in your words and they just like your britches, you know, like you just kind of, you kind of, you know, you're attracted to people because of, of how they talk to you. So sometimes just using your voice, um, leads to bigger and better things and don't be shy and don't be afraid. And if you've got an awesome characteristic about yourself, then don't be afraid to show it. Never stifle who you are. Oh, that touched me. Oh yeah. You got to use your voice, sis. I love it. I love it. I wish I had your voice though. <laughs> oh, <goodness>. <laughs> it's, it is. It really is like a reporter, like a reporter's voice. I just love it. So, soothing. <laughs> well, I, well, you know, it's funny, Jasmine, because I've had students like say in preclinic, say I'm assigned to like group A and I'll go over to the student. I'm like, okay, make sure that your terminal shank is parallel. You're going to instrument from the distal line angle to the distal and I'm watching them and they're not doing anything. They're just like staring at me and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> they're like, I don't know, Miss Howerton. I'm just listening to what you're saying. So it works out good. I've thought about doing book on tape before, but I haven't gotten into it just yet. Or maybe I'm like the new female Morgan Freeman or something. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I'll give you a book and just read it with me. Oh, okay? that sounds good. I'll do it for you, girl. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll just have you just on here. I'll give you the words and you just do the rest of the podcast for me. Okay. I love your voice. The next podcast will be chapter one from Girl, Wash Your Face. No. <laughs> Whatever you need me to do, sis. Whatever you need me to do. <laughs> I absolutely love that. And it's been a really, really great time getting to know you, Whitney. Thank you so much, Jasmine. And I don't know, um, I guess if it's okay with you, I want to give the listeners one more time the information to go to for the webinar. Is that okay yes, with you? Of course. Go ahead. Okay. So it's info.youngdental.com forward slash beyond the profi. Got it. I'm writing it down too, because I cannot. Yeah, get that free instrument, girl. <laughs> I'll be the first one on the list. Oh, that's oh, terrible. I love it. No, no. Mm -mm, mm -mm. you hosted. You hosted, so you deserve it. Right. Deserve it. All right. Awesome. So info.youngdental.com forward slash beyond the profi. This will be in the show notes as well. And of course, wherever we are posting it um, on social media, we'll have that link there. Take advantage of this. This is an awesome opportunity for you to try the instrument and see why I love it and why I bring it 
to um, all of the areas that I, all of the offices that I have made temp in. So thanks again, Whitney. I appreciate you so Thank much. Thank you so much, Jasmine. I hope you have a beautiful Wednesday. All right. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye.